What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right. We're back for episode 199, and today we're going to be talking about movies involving monsters in closets Mm. with Monster in the Closet from 1986 and Cameron's Closet from 1988. We're back to the fucking 80s again. Technically, it's 1989. Oh, whatever. It's because it came out in January. Oh, the same. That is not. If it came out in January. Eh, fuck you. <laughs> anyway, guys, we're back and uh, we are excited to talk about these uh, uh, these movies, of course. We one are? being a trauma one, which we haven't done a trauma movie in a long time. So this is kind of nice to go back and, and watch some of the stuff that I liked from trauma back you, then. You know what? I haven't really seen that many trauma movies. I have, but I do did fall off from the trauma train when i don't know like 10 20 years ago or so oh so you they're still making movies aren't they oh yeah they make a lot of them Mm -hmm. i just i don't know why i stopped i think things changed a little bit in their stuff but i really need to give it a chance and they do have an online service like a a streaming service or whatever that you can use so i'm i'm gonna look into that and maybe we'll you know, do a fucking trauma roulette uh-huh. where we watch like a trauma movie. We spin the wheel, see what we watch each week. Oh, yay. I don't know. It might be fun. You know, I like trauma movies and I need to check out more. So uh, I definitely don't know why I just fell off of, of watching them. I don't know. So anyway, but we, yeah, we got these two movies. They're pretty crazy, pretty out there fucking movies. Uh, one's more of a comedy and the other one's more of like a serious kind of movie. But uh, we'll get into that here in a little bit more. What about you, though? How have you been? What's going on? Good working. Working. Doing stuff with you. We started watching Lovecraft Country. This old haunted house. Oh, yeah. I kind of <laughs> I had to take a little bit of a break. <laughs> I was talking about that Brian Kindle from fucking Terrible oh. Terror. <laughs> Uh, uh, we were making up names for our, our new podcast called uh, This Old Haunted House. And that That's was- awesome. <laughs> I would do it. We should do we should do a YouTube channel and just. Well, there used to stuff. be a TV show called This Old House. Yeah, I know. And then that guy with the jacket, like the fucking puffy what jacket. Was his name? Roy. I don't remember Bob. something. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I think that's where they got the idea for Tim the Toolman Taylor. Right. Is from that. Right. And then. Yeah, and then there was a show on HBO called Hardcore TV that did a spinoff of This Old House, and they called it This Old Whore House, and it was a guy, like, recreating a house while people were getting fucked in the 
Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> it, was, it was really out there shit. But if you guys are old enough and you used to watch like back in the '90s when and and the late '90s even where they were just trying to like do shit to just piss people off, I think, oh, or just be why. weird. And and it was like called hardcore TV. I actually have all the episodes. It's of course crazy. you do. They had like so much crazy stuff in there. Like they would have like reading time where this Rastafarian guy would read like stories from a book, and then they would be all about like getting fucked and like killed and all this other crazy shit but the pictures would be like childhood pictures you know like book pictures like like for children mm-hmm. so it was like <laughs> i don't know it's stupid but it was funny i don't know anyway <laughs> yeah you couldn't get away with that shit nowadays let's right. put it that way we've also been watching i've been watching some stuff i watched i've been watching doom patrol which has been pretty cool i mm-hmm. uh, really enjoyed that although i'm kind of the end of the season the first season's kind of teetering but I'm, I'm i'm looking to watch the second season and oh, see how see that it, goes it reels you back in yeah i think some of them got postponed or something but i don't know we got hbo max for specifically for Lovecraft Country, Country, which if you guys don't know and you guys want like a sort of a mini episode each week, we're doing a thing on Tuesdays where we basically talk about each episode of Lovecraft Country. Now, granted, the first episode we did, we really had no idea what we were expecting. So we were just kind of like winging it. We watched it and we recorded. Yeah, we we literally watched it the same day. And then recorded, which is like totally against everything we normally do. We just wanted to talk about it and have fun together and do something new for some new content on our YouTube channel. So the one time we (laughs) don't do any research. The one time. And you guys know how informative I can be and like how I talk too goddamn much about just about every fucking thing. Every fucking thing. Which is why I do podcasting. But the one time that I do it, some fucking jag off. I mean, we get stupid comments all the time you know about fucking oh uh you know you didn't mention this or you know that that's not even bad actually some of those are nice but we get jagoffs that are like oh you fucking big-eyed piece of shit you look like a frog or (laughs) whatever the fuck it is you know dumb shit like that but this guy was like come on guys spend at least five minutes researching before you do it and i was like dog 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 Like, this was never intended to be some deep dive. But even before he wrote that, he's right. We didn't feel confident enough about that episode that we did. So we were going to already surprise and middle finger to that guy. We were already planning on doing it kind of like we do our episodes where we go in deep and try to, like, pick apart little things and stuff. So if you enjoy Lovecraft Country, which just came out on HBO Max, and you want to follow us along on that, we'll try to do our best not only to talk about it, point out some of the hidden little gems in it and stuff like that, and, uh, yeah, just give our thoughts on it. Just talk about it because we like it. I got, like, two cameras set up now, so if you guys want to follow along, each week every tuesday we'll have a new episode up though where we talk about it and then yeah so it's like it's just fun little thing that we're doing about lovecraft country and i believe there's 10 episodes so if you aren't following our youtube yet you should because we're trying to hit 2000 by the end of the year but uh i think it might be that time what time is it horse shots All right, guys, so we are going to do our horror shot, which is... Wait, is there horror? It's horror cocks. It's horror cocks. Oh, God. Because we didn't exactly do a shot. This is a cocktail, so it's a horror cock. Five minutes later.
No. <laughs> what, it's already it's already bad that people think we are fucking pictures for our horror shots say horror shits that's pretty fuck which funny. i really don't care i think it's funny anyway because then someone's like why does it say horror shits what the fuck and then they're like oh it's a shot glass yeah <laughs> Ooh, gee i wonder if but, we can add two and two i don't care these are horror cocks whatever okay christina <laughs> we're not calling it horror cocks <laughs> you guys you guys we have to lure alec <laughs> damn it so we decided to pick one of the movies that we're going to be talking about today and we picked monster in the closet to do for our horror shot theme today and we even took a really nice little picture that includes some of the elements from the movie in it which we're pretty proud of very much so and yeah. i got to eat a candy bar because we had a get a crunch bar <laughs> right like we really went all out for this shot and we actually bought out extra alcohol and all other stuff and this isn't a horror shot necessarily it's like christina said it is a kind cocktail. of a, it's a cocktail it's a small cocktail that you use with ice and there are a lot of ingredients in this so you're probably going to want to look up some of the ingredients but we're calling this shot cock shot <laughs> we're calling this one a long eyed ice tea and what and why are we calling it a long-eyed iced tea, Christina? What do you think? I don't know. Well, in the movie, there is a guy named Richard who is a journalist and he's a reporter. Every time he takes off his glasses, people stare at him like he's the most beautiful thing in the world. <laughs> so we're calling this a oh. long-eyed iced tea. Get it? Oh, I get it. Okay, it's I not supposed to be it. funny. It's just supposed to be poignant. I get it. Okay. Oh, okay. I thought it had to do with the eyeballs on the monster. I'm going for but... accuracy, not comedy here, okay? Oh, oh that's a first. <laughs> wow. Boy, guys, we got some strong jokes. critics in the audience I some, today. I got some jokes today. You just hear a gunshot in here, and then all of a sudden, Christina isn't talking for the rest of the <laughs> So Christina went to the bathroom. <laughs> anyway, so what you're going to put in this drink is one ounce of Captain Morgan. You're going to mix this in a uh, mixer. You could put ice in there and shake it up, too, if you want. But I wouldn't advise shaking up the last bit that I have in here. But it's one ounce Captain Morgan white rum, one ounce of vodka, one ounce of tequila, one ounce of gin, one ounce of triple sec, one ounce of lemon juice, and... We even added, and we even included a monster energy drink called Ultra Red to this drink. And why would we add monster to a long-eyed iced tea? Is it because there's a monster in the closet? You know what? You're not going to get a gunshot today. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> you saved yourself. Bam! There goes your soul. Anyway. <laughs> Bam! Alex put noises in of gunshots a lot. See, I just do it for you. You don't need. Years later, they they're like, we knew it was coming. He <laughs> shot her. We should have known when they listened to the podcast. This was a breadcrumb trail to murdering Christina. <laughs> anyway, guys. So if you would like to try, we have one right here. Oh, I'm excited to try it. it yeah, we good. we haven't tried it yet, but we we mixed it up. It smells good, actually. Yeah, I'm gonna sip. I on actually this. don't mind Long Island iced teas, so this is yeah, kind of a nice little twist. And I'm gonna sip on it through the whole episode. It's Cheers, nice. Cheers, Christina. Nice not to do shots. It's actually pretty good. Oh, that is good. Oh, that's weird. Um. Oh, you put in five ounces of of the Rockstar Energy Drink. So. 
if you want to do if you want to do twice as much, you just double the ingredients. By the way, mm-hmm. but yeah, so but we yeah. didn't need to be doing that. <laughs> we didn't need to be doubling, right? But yeah, this tastes yeah, it was great. Good, it was a good huh? idea. I might have to come on stream with you, and we can make some of these. Yeah, it's fucking good. I never knew. Really, I knew that there was all that ingredients in there, but I never knew like how much portion to put in. Mm-hmm. So it always tastes a little funky. They wanted us to use simple syrup, and I was like, "Fuck that! Yeah, Just get an energy drink, yeah. and that's like more than enough simple syrup." And we'll get monster because it matches. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> we're clever. Yes. Give Point- us a. Cl- where's my clever badge? Poignant, Alex. We're poignant. Uh, accurate. <laughs> Uh, whatever anyway but guys if you would like to try one of our long-eyed iced teas all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now that's it for horror shots all right guys so now we're gonna go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes of monsters in the closets (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with Monster in the Closet from 1986 and Cameron's Closets from 1988 or 89, whatever. Right now. So I did the work on Monster in the Closet, so I'm going to start it off, kick us, kick us off. Let's kick it Let's off. Let's do it. I can't wait for you to tell me these things. I got some really cool stuff that I found in both of these movies, really. Well, there's not a lot of trivia to these, so we're pretty much just going to do a, a like a typical breakdown. And I, I did some deep digs on some of the people that were in this just to kind of like add to some of the information because literally there was no extras on the both of the DVDs that we had. Other than trauma stuff, it had nothing to do with Monster in the Closet. So, But the story is, after several people and a dog are found dead in their closets, a mild-mannered reporter, a college professor, her son, and a befuddled professor band together to uncover the mystery of the monster in the closet. (laughs) That's a good synopsis of this. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. They use professor too much. It's college professor. The son is named is professor. Stupid. And a befuddled professor. Like, how many fucking professors do you need in a movie? Anyway, this movie was written and directed by Bob Dolan. He this is pretty much the only thing he ever directed. Like his his first and only feature film. Oh, wow. Bob is mostly a second unit director or assistant director. He even was one in Damien Omen 2. Oh. Surprise, surprise. Surprise. Bob is known for doing other movies, though, that he worked on as an assistant director for Starman, Project ALF, Free Willy 2, Around the World in 80 Days, and a few more. Story is also by Peter L. Burquist, Bergquist, which is his only writing credit, by the way. He was also an assistant director, and uh, he worked on movies like Superman 1978, Herbie Goes Bananas, Captain EO with Michael Jackson. Oh, it- <laughs> I forgot about that. Movie. And in the Heat of the Night TV show, which had the All in the Family, not All in the Family, what was the one that was like, everybody's talking loud, those were the days. That was All in the Family. Is it All in the Family? Yeah, because we just watched the re- 
Okay. Well, it had that guy in there with somebody else, and they were cops. Oh, okay. It was a heat of the that, night. Oh, heat of the night. So, some of the cast in this movie, Donald Grant, he plays Richard, the journalist. This was his first role. He was on the show Dallas, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and Dear John. Also stars Denise Dewberry, who plays Professor Diane Bennett. She's the crazy lady who supposedly gets blamed for calling the monster a giant snake, but it really isn't. She was in a few episodes of Charlie's Angels, The Love Boat, a movie called The Devil and Max Devlin, and Seven Days to Vegas. Also stars Claude Atkins, the sheriff, who has been in a lot of stuff. I always, of course, remember him from The Curse as the father in that movie. He started his acting career in the 50s, so he was in the show Rawhide, Gunsmoke, Night Stalker. Gunsmoke. The uh, uh, Gunsmoke's a big one. Battle for the Planet of the Apes, Erie, Indiana, and so many more. Like, mm-hmm. I could go for a long time. He's got a large credit list. Right. Also stars Howard Duff, who plays the preacher. He was a seasoned actor as well. He was in Dallas, Magnum P.I., a uh, show in the 80s called Werewolf, by the way. What? Which I don't remember. 80s? I don't remember either. Maybe Sarah knows. Uh, maybe. She might, actually. I bet actually. she's Sarah knows. She's our, our, fr- our friend and fan of the show our who re- loves our, werewolves. Our resident werewolf yeah. knowledge she's professor. Our, our lead werewolf in the podcast. <laughs> Howard Duff also acted in not just the Werewolf Show, but Love Boat, Oh God, Book Two, and Kung Fu, and many more. We also have Henry Gibson, who played Dr. Pennyworth. He's my favorite in the movie, personally. Mm-hmm. He was in the movies like Magnolia, Inner Space, The Blues Brothers as the Nazi guy who flies the car, and they play all that music while he's falling. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, and he was also in Biodome, Erie, Indiana, Gremlins 2, and the big one, another big one, is The Burbs. He was oh. the neighbor who lived next door. Oh. He's that guy. Yeah. I love him as an actor. He's really good. He was also in National Lampoon's Vacation as well. Oh, was he? M- many more. He's a classic comedy actor, like classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, very over the top acting, very unique. Mm-hmm. You uh, could tell. Yeah, he's he was good. Yeah, he was. Uh, also has Donald Moffat, who plays General, General Turnbull. Obviously, he was in The Thing, if you guys remember. Uh, John Carpenter's The Thing, of course. I know you gentlemen have been through a lot, but when you find the time, I'd rather not spend the rest of this winter tied to this fucking chair! <laughs> Good job. I Good fucking job. love that. Dude, that shit cracks me up every time I watch The Thing, dude. Um, He was also in The Right Stuff, Popeye, Logan's Run TV series, Jeez. Earthquake. Yeah, it was in a lot. The Terminal Man, and even an episode of Gunsmoke as well. So he's been around a little while, too. Also, last but not least, we have Stacey Ferguson in this movie. She plays Lucy from the Black Eyed Peas. Yep. The movie or the... No, Black Eyed Peas, the, the, the fucking band? band. She's the singer, was... Fergie. Fergie. Oh. Leaves Stacey Ferguson. Fergie. What? Who did she play? I will tell you that later, but for now, keep guessing. But she's in this movie, and she's, uh, I, I won't say what it is yet. Oh, okay. Oh, it's weird. I and know. I, th- I was like, oh my God. And Paul Walker? Yeah, Paul Walker's in this movie as well. He plays the professor. We the obviously kid. know who. He was in a lower on the list of, of, uh, actors too which i thought he was like one of the main three yeah he was he was in it a lot anyway but paul walker's also in this movie we obviously know what he's done uh he it was like one of his first roles wow we also have paul dooley 
John Carradine in it as well. So there was a lot of really big talent in this movie, which mm-hmm. is really strange. Also, some of the special effects or creature design was done by Ron Wild. He did work on Space Invaders, Home Alone, Beyond Evil, Jaws of Satan, and he also worked on Command and Conquer games for some of the design in that too. Isn't that weird? I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's a video game. Oh, that's why I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> also, this movie released in October 31st, 1986, but was later released on VHS by Troma Team Video in 1995. Oh, so it so- had... Oh. It had sat out there for a little while. Now, I don't know if they were the first to distribute this movie, but I think they were. So, but Christina, what are your thoughts on this movie? Oh, oh, I thought Monster in the Closet was good. Yeah. I enjoyed myself. Okay. I found it entertaining. It is fun. It is. I even liked, it was a fun movie. It was ridiculous. It was over the top. Right. Dude, the creature effects or the monster effects? Oh my god, that was like the coolest monster. It was ridic- yeah. it was ridiculous. I know I already said that, but whatever. And I loved how the monster sounds, like how he sounded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like it was so scary. <laughs> I can do it real easy. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'll do it again. <laughs> good job. Yeah, you good like job. that? Yeah, pretty like good. That. Yeah. I loved in the beginning when they were alluding to the monster. And it was, did you notice it made cat sounds? It was like, meow, meow. Oh, the cat made human, human cat noises. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was ridiculous. The plot was like, you know. Predictable. Yeah, it was predictable. And it was, it, it was over the top. But how they and, went about doing it. Yeah. And it, it was just like, and they made it like this national emergency that this. This this monster was like in the closets and shit, which I just yeah, which everybody bought onto, and we now know that nobody believes anything when any national emergency happens. Well, yeah, as yeah, we're experiencing like, now, so we have to change everything about movies everywhere, exactly. where everybody unifies around one common one problem yeah. and fixes it. That is no longer a thing in existence because we're selfish pieces of shit. And I was thinking that the whole we'll talk more about it like <laughs> towards when we're talking about the movie, but I, it's that was something i was thinking but uh, other than that god bless america also the monster didn't really make sense they didn't explain how there was a littler monster inside of the monster and it would just like pop up like randomly oh you got some insight on that and i would have loved to see the monster world yes or something i mean we don't know where this monster came from we don't know anything we just know it makes weird noises where did he work people like that's (laughs) all where did he work how did he live? Maybe this was his job, like Monsters Incorporated. Because <laughs> this is very similar to it the is, plot. It totally is similar to anyway. Monsters Incorporated. Anyway, oh, a score for this movie. Hey, I gave it a six. Six out of ten. Okay. That's not bad, right? No, I'm glad we own it. Yeah. And you know what? I, out of all the trauma movies I've seen, this one's pretty good. I, I like this one a lot. Yeah, it's a PG-rated film, so I mean, it's not exactly... I don't know exactly... why there's boobies. Yeah, we got to see some tits. Yeah. In the shower. Oh, you know what? That reminds me. Oh, that was gross what you just did. That was fucking disgusting. <laughs> um, what did you think, Alex? Well, I'm glad that you asked, Christina. What, did, what was that look? <laughs> I was getting She rolled drink. her eyes and took a sip. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can't wait to hear you talk. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, this is a movie that I've loved for a very long time. Uh, it's not, I'm not sure when I watched it first, but I'm pretty sure that the cover lured me into its PG nipple embrace. (laughs) 
Um, so it does have nipples, like she mentioned. So this is kind of like a spoofy movie, I, although I wouldn't call it a, an official spoof film. But they have spoof moments in it that reference other material, right. which is pretty cool. It's kind of tribute Right. But it, it does it in a funny way. Yeah, they do their own spin on it. Right. So it's, of course, about a monster that kills people emerging from their closets. Pretty much as simple as that. I thought for a second maybe there was some sort of subtext where it's about some guy coming out of the closet. Like, you know, (laughs) but it is not about that. And I looked up. There's a book called Monsters in the Closet uh, about transgender, uh, like, you know, coming out of the closet and things like that. It's Uh like a book all about that. Oh, I think they mentioned vampires or something in it, too. I don't know what it is. I didn't read the book, but it was while I was searching all this stuff. I found it and I was like, well, Uh so I'm not the only one making that comparison or thinking that they might have like addressed that. Uh You know, there are some pretty big actors in it. So it's not just some tiny movie. One of my favorites in the movie, aside from young Paul Walker, is a professor, which is Henry Gibson, which I mentioned earlier. I love his acting in this. I thought it was the perfect touch. I think he's really the shining part of this movie other than the monster itself Mm -hmm. his role is just really great for this movie and his lines and delivery are really perfect for it Mm -hmm. uh it's just really subtle funny shit lots of jokes about other movies like i mentioned we got psycho close encounters of the third kind even beauty and the beast just a lot of zany silly jokes tucked into here and there but i think it's a pretty pretty decent film that's worth watching it's not without its flaws obviously you can see boom mics popping into the fucking screen <laughs> you know a whole wall fall down yeah like, like I mean, but they kind of like they used it in the film to make fun of themselves yeah. like that's the kind of nature of this film it's it, nice it's zany yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not gory or scary in the least but it's it's a nice odd gem that i think people you know who seek out older trauma movies should probably check out mm-hmm. you know the camera work is okay nothing great but it it does deliver some of the humor um that you might like there are times with shitty jokes and good jokes and just kind of <laughs> it's just got a good nature to it i don't know how to explain it unintentional shaky cams we saw that a lot uh but somehow it ends up making the movie feel like it's this bigger movie because like the story is kind of a big story Mm -hmm. and they did a really good job i'm sure for the budget that they had i mean there was a lot of people that worked on this movie i'm wondering how many people actually got paid right (laughs) or the just favors because they made it stretch and they made it seem like a really big movie more than it than probably had enough money to do they had a lot of extras and stuff in the whole office oh my god like whole sets and everything yeah I thought that was odd. So they, 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 you know, there's an effort put into this movie, even if it is a silly, just throwaway kind of jokey comedy movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I mentioned Monsters Incorporated, where it almost seems like Monsters Incorporated got the idea from. This is Mm -hmm. pre-Little Monsters. This is also pre-Monsters Incorporated. Not that, you know, Monsters in the Closet... Somebody wouldn't have come up with this idea eventually because yeah. somebody probably would have. And it's not original. Because where do the monsters in the closets come from? They just right. appear? Like, you know, obviously we think about these things, but I still think it's kind of interesting that little, uh, like, little monsters did one uh, three years later and then it was like, um, Monsters Incorporated in the 2000s. I do not remember Little Monsters. I could see the cover. Well, we ordered it, but, so it's on the way. Oh, we did? Yeah. Oh, okay. We ordered it and Shivers for 28 bucks from Diabolic DVD. Ah. So that's coming in September, so we'll be doing those movies as well. Yay. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I'm excited for him. I like Little Monsters. But this one isn't as good as Little Monsters. Probably not as good as Monsters Incorporated. But for what it is, it is a good movie. And if you got a taste for some sort of silly spoof comedies with plots that you can see a mile away, this one might be for you. I'd give this a 6.5 out of 10. Oh, okay. And I still think it could be more for other people. It is a memorable one that you might pull out and go, oh, yeah, that weird movie, you know. Uh-huh. So I'm surprised it didn't have a Blu-ray yet, to be honest. And I bought this for, I think it was 14 to $17 on eBay. When it, did you buy this? Was I bought a this a couple ago? months ago. Oh, okay. I don't remember you get something. And it's uh, it's now 117 on Amazon. Oh, you should sell it. Yeah, right. Not going to do it. Does somebody want to buy this movie? For <laughs> Shut the Let's fuck up. Let's just do 120. Up. Free shipping. Free shipping. But you can watch this movie on rent on Prime or on YouTube for free. But, you know, I always advise trying to help support the industry, especially one that we work in. Two, if you can, because if you like seeing movies come out and you want people to be, you know, to make new movies, you should, honestly, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. There are times that I have made exceptions because I couldn't find it or I couldn't afford it or whatever. So I understand. But I try. We try. Right. To make an effort to pay back. You know, put money into the industry we love so much. So, mm-hmm. but that's the end of my rant on that. But yeah, I think you guys would enjoy it if you like older comedies. It's it's in that fun, cheeky, PG, old school PG kind of movie mm-hmm. with nipples. And if you don't like comedy, at least you got tits. So a little bit. <laughs> grandma's tits oh god so yeah but that's pretty much it guys um can i just mention yeah these horror cocks are pretty good you like the cocktails I'm huh getting, I'm get, getting, i like the cocktails wait for it guys she's gonna get out of fucking I'm control a little slosh she's gonna sure. get a little fucking out of control guys so hang in there i haven't been drinking so you know we do have some of the uh trivia which is it's a movie. That's about as much as I could find about it. There really isn't any trivia on this movie, by the way. So there I don't you know. Go. <laughs> yeah. So we're pretty much just going to go over some of the scenes in the movie that we liked and talk about some of the funny things that we saw in it and uh, kind of go over it. If you want to skip this part, you can always go down to the timestamps below and check out the next movie we're going to be talking about, which is Cameron's Closet, a scary kid movie almost. Uh, you can skip down to that below. But here's your warning before we jump into any of the scenes. Or spoilers. So they start the movie with multiple closet happenings. And they just jumped right into it. They did. Which I enjoyed. What was the first one? The first one was the the sorority Sorority house. house, Yeah, sorority girl. And she got dragged into the closet. And the funny one to me was the one with the blind guy. Yeah, that was that was the next one. Well, the dog, the dog disappears. Well, first, first, before we get there, one of the the blind guy who is just insanely upset that he has a seeing eye dog to help him around the house. He's like very upset about it, and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and he's like yelling for the dog. Go get me my He's slippers. trying to hit the dog with his cane. <laughs> yeah. But he can't see it, and he's doing just a terrible job. I think that's John Carradine, by the way. Oh, yeah, that's. I'm pretty sure that's John Carradine. Mm-hmm. Um, he's overacting like a motherfucker, but <laughs> he gets it was funny. He gets eaten by the closet, complete with clothes being tossed up in the air. Well, and the dog was hanging on the closet door, right? And it was obviously a taxidermied dog. I don't know if it was taxidermy, but it looked like it a, looked really. It looked like it, like the eyes and the. It looked kind of real, yeah. yeah. Taxidermied. Yeah, there was also another little girl 
who we were thrilled to see get swallowed by the closet monster. This little fucking cunt. Which is, wow, <laughs> Christina. Dude, she was a bitch. Get she her was, a drink in her. She was only like. Fill her for... full of cock and she fucking gets out of control. <laughs> she was only. Oh, I'm talking about the movie. Shut up. She was, The little girl was only in it for like three minutes, but you could already tell she was a little bitch. You hated her? I, I did not like her. Well, her character, right? Or did you well, hate. Yeah. Well, you hated the actress or. I hate everybody. So you hated Stacey C. Ferguson then. <laughs> is that who it was? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Oh my God. I totally see it now. That yeah. was totally her. It is. She was such a fucking bitch. Well, she was playing one. Well, She's, I know. Her character. God, you're getting she, out of control she here. She deserved to get eaten by the monster. Yeah, we definitely were happy to see her die. We were not <gasps> looking for the actress to get killed. I can't believe that was Fergie because she yeah. was in my favorite movie. Yeah. Yeah. Planet Terror. She's... <laughs> You my favorite movie. She's getting wet. <laughs> <laughs> Get a wop. Get a wop. <laughs> oh my god! All right, that's enough. <laughs> anyway, so this place, this whole movie takes place in San Francisco, where Richard is working at the Daily Globe. You know, he's trying to get out of his obituaries job. He hates it, and he feels like he has more potential, you know, than to just write up stupid obituaries. And so he approaches the chief or the, the head of the Daily Globe, and then Scoop comes in. Scoop's the, like, top reporter for the fucking head Daily Globe. Show. Yeah, and he's such a douche, Nas. Like, he really is. Like, yeah. fucking little prick. He pulls an article out of the trash and is like, oh, maybe we should help him out. I Here, you can have my story. You know, you go find it. And it's like a three-week-old ad that was in the newspaper like three weeks ago that they trashed because they thought it was like... A joke or something. Like Inquirer right. stuff. What do they call those? Tabloids? Oh, National Inquirer. Yeah, like the tabloid. The paparazzi. I don't even know. They don't even have them anymore. TMZ. That's what it is. It's TMZ. Yeah. But it's, of course, about the closet murders. And, of course, you know, Richard takes the bait and they make fun of him about it. And then he visits a police officer where uh, one of the in the town where this like monster had basically killed uh, some of the kids, killed the kid, the old man and the, the sorority. Yeah. yeah, the sorority sister. And uh, he runs into Paul Walker, who's a kid there at the same police station. And, and he's never had candy before. He's never had a chocolate bar. Yeah. So we're there at the vending machine and he gets a, a, a chocolate bar. And what kind of chocolate bar? It was a crunch bar, which we got, which we're eating. In Did you already eat yours? Yeah, fuck yeah. Oh, my mine. God, Christina. <laughs> I want to try a bite. Hold I on. can't. You can't put candy in front of me. And like, I, I'm. that's my vice. I'm addicted. But anyway. I haven't had a Nestle crunch since I was a kid. I'm pissed off because they're in big chunks. Because usually they're in the smaller things they break into, but those are bigger. Piss, mm. piss me off. But anyway, so Paul Walker had never had chocolate before, so he got the chocolate. And then the mom, who's actually like a, a biology professor at the college, she was at the police station. So that was her son. And she was yelling at Clark, reporter guy, whatever the fuck his name is. Clark. <laughs> We're calling him Clark. Clark. We're calling him Clark? Richard Clank. Richard Kent. Oh, Kent. I'm sorry. Cause, well, I was thinking of Superman because they obviously named him Yeah, they made it as Kent an ode to Superman. Because, yeah. It's weird. I wrote down Clark. But anyway, so she gets all pissed off at him because uh, he gave her son chocolate and he's never had chocolate because it's poison. It's poison. But later on in the movie, he's eating fucking Velveeta cheese on cauliflower because, you know, Velveeta isn't poison. 
because like Velveeta is like real cheese, which it's not. Right. Which, I will fight you. Which, by the way, the Nestle Crunch is actually pretty good. I've been trying not to eat it in the mic for you guys, but I wanted That's to try why I was it. Talking. So when well, I got the drunchies, you got the drunk drunk munchies. Anyway, so this is where we get to see the PG nips. Let's get to the good stuff, huh? Now, before we get to that, I liked how, so there's this lady in the shower, and it is totally ripping off the psycho scene. Mm -hmm. But what I loved what they did about it is, is right when it was like getting scary, like... Right when you see the shadow walk up to the curtain behind her. Right. The curtain pulls back and it's her husband. And they didn't do that once. They didn't do that twice. What did they do that three times or four times? Three I think times. it was like four times. Yeah, it was like four fucking times he did that. Yeah. But it was so funny. But it was still funny. Yeah, but they, but that's where you see the nips. It's like they keep panning down. Right, her dish plates. Yeah, but so what's her dish plates? Oh my god. Anyway, so what's good about this scene is so he tells her that you know, hey, I'm gonna go to the store and blah blah blah. Oh, I need some. Money. So that one of the times he comes back, he needed money. Right. And she was like, "Oh, it's in the closet. It's in my purse in the closet." And that's when he gets pulled in by the, by a, the a cartoonishly fucking ridiculous. This is the first time we see any yeah, we bit see of the monster, it. by right. the way, because they don't even show his hand, or they just show his hand there, but they don't mm-hmm. show anything else. Mm-hmm. Which was I thought was perfect. Right. Like they just give you little hints of this this monster creature. Yeah, so I thought that was good. Now, Richard Kent, of course, the Globe reporter, goes to the lab where the lady who thinks that the snake is killing people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, she didn't really say that, but the, 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 sheriff, the sheriff says that. Said, yeah. He goes to the lab where she works at, and she was talking about how the puncture wounds, because the monster has a mouth and another mouth, kind of like alien, where a mouth comes out of its mouth and bites. Oh. It's kind of an ode to, to alien, okay. how it pops out. Oh. <gasps> Okay, I see that. And it and it she talks about the puncture wounds being just like a snake. Mm-hmm. So at dinner, she invites um him to come over kind of like in a nice way, but not really trying to invite him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh, I don't have plans at all." And she's like, "Oh, okay." So he comes over to dinner with her, her son, the professor, Paul Walker, and the old man, Henry Gibson. Wait, you're saying that wrong. So it's the priest? Oh, the priest the too. Pri- yeah. The priest? What an odd motley crew that the this priest, is. The professor, Paul Walker, and a, rec- and a reporter. Such a motley <laughs> crew. Like a joke, yeah, yeah, like, why is the professor at her work? Uh, you think it's her father, but they, it's not. Yeah, but they live together. It, it looked like they lived together there with him. So it's like, I'm so we, confused. Yeah. yeah. I don't I know. Maybe I missed it and they maybe are. She's just uh, his caretaker, too. You know what I mean? She just calls him professor. She never says dad or anything like that. Yeah, so. that could, yeah. But at dinner, he takes off his glasses and she's like entranced by his beauty. And like while they're (laughs) while they hear a man freaking out about a monster in the in the closet outside of their house. So it just so happens that this like instantaneous thing happens and bam, instant cops are there like no way whatsoever. (laughs) And this is a pretty big town. I'm sorry. It's a college town. Yeah, It's a huge town. And like the the sheriff is there instantaneous. I mean, talk about service. It's great here. And and wherever it is <laughs> where was it san francisco yeah it's in san from fucking well, it's cisco outside of san francisco Oakwood or some Chest- shit chestnut hill chestnut there that's a college right. town anyway he commands the monster to come out and it busts out the front door and it looks like like the monster in howard the duck like the end monster Oh, I don't remember. Only smaller, like a more man-sized monster. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
In fact, I think that would be actually a good pairing with this movie. Oh. Howard the Duck and this movie. Let's just cancel Cameron's Closet. Let's go watch that. Yeah, let's go watch that and record. Yeah, no, 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 thank you. I would like to see that movie again, though, because I I like that movie. I haven't seen it a lot. A lot of people hate it, and I don't know why. I think it's a great movie. It's got a lot of weird shit in it. Um, The cop is like yelling at the fucking thing, and he's like, All right, Halloween's over, buddy. Take off your costume. And its mouth is like gaping, like cocksuckery hole. Like, (laughs) it almost looks like a butthole with teeth or like a sarlacc pit almost. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Vagina dentina. Yeah. And then this fucking like pinkish, like mouth tongue comes out like a dick. And bites him on the chest, so the cops like light it, start lighting it up, but nothing's doing any harm to it whatsoever. And it starts turning over cars and shit, which <laughs> I thought funny. that was kind of cool. Yeah, I, I don't know that. how they did that because I didn't see any wires or anything. Yeah, you would think maybe they just lifted up the car. Yeah, I doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> the closet monster goes public because now that they've it's revealed itself to all these cops. Now it's like. I, real i love after that scene they did the famous spinning newspaper because we don't get that anymore oh yeah you know the spinning. I mean? like the, the spinning <laughs> we don't get that in any movies anymore right so that was really cool to see i just wanted to point that out when that happens to the dr pennysworth that was at dinner with them with the preacher mm-hmm. so it's like dr pennysworth miss the the other lab professor lady the child that's a lab professor did i say the preacher I think so. And then Richard, whatever, all five of them or whatever are this team now, like working together to solve the mystery of the closet monster. And Mr. Pennysworth, he keeps telling this fucking story about this about a fucking frog like four times in the movie, which is kind of funny. I mean, it's kind of dumb after a while, but but it was 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 funny the first time. He's like, oh, I had this frog. And when I cut open this frog and I because he tells the story at dinner while they're eating. And he talks about squeezing the pus sack and it squirted on his face. And that's when he realized that maybe you shouldn't kill things or something like that. (laughs) You needed that to happen to realize that. But they do it intentionally because later on when he dies, he's like, I see frogs everywhere. (laughs) Ah, frogs. But yeah, there's a general that wants to destroy it. And of course... You know, Dr. Pennysworth. He figures out how to communicate with a monster, right? The kid, prof- the, the kid they call Professor Paul Walker <laughs> is playing some sort of tape that he recorded from that night. <laughs> and, and, it, and it hears the monster screech doing the. He's like, what is that? What is that? And the, the doctor's like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> hum, 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 hum. And the way, like, his acting here is so good. Yeah, it was. Like, I just, he's just like, I don't know what it is. It's, I don't know. It's not like, we're not talking like dances with wolves fucking <laughs> acting here, but just the way that his acting is. Wait, wait, out of all very the, expressive. Out of all the movies you pick, I don't know. Acting, just, uh, dances with wolves. Well, I'm just trying to say it's not serious, but the way that, like, his acting is done, he does right. a, a really good job of making you believe that this character is coming up with this idea in his mind. Right. And doing it in sort of a comedic fashion funny way (laughs) like there's a scene coming up that we i absolutely fucking love in this movie that just made me crack up like the whole time how ridiculous it is Mm -hmm. because this is like really long scene because he he learns that this these notes might be a way to to 
talk with the monster. And literally, that's a, a course of th- close encounters of the third kind. Right, right. The the note structure and the hand things that they do, the gesture. Uh-huh. Whatever, you know, they're doing something different with this one. It sounds different, but they were definitely making a nod to that movie. Uh-huh. So he grabs a xylophone. With everybody, and this is the part that really cracked me up, and they're walking around the streets in the middle of broad daylight with the the old doctor, Henry Gibson, in it, holding a xylophone, playing the notes. And then the priest is standing behind them with their crucifix. Yeah. Like it's the fucking exorcist or something. You know what? Like walking around with the... What was the those old those old mystery books that that, that we were when we were kids that they used to have the Hardy Boys? Uh huh. It just reminded me of like the Hardy Boys going around, <laughs> like fucking looking for like mysteries and shit, you know. But Scooby-Doo. it's just like they're so scared. They're literally walking down their own street, playing the xylophone, going into different buildings, and you're like waiting for it to pop out, and it's just it never does. Right. <laughs> Which I thought was kind of funny. And they went into a. I don't. They, somehow they ended up in a little girl's room and had all these creepy dolls all over the place. I don't remember that. I remember them going into the business and then searching the that, building. It was before that because they were even, all the creepy dolls. He said something about how they they were creeping them out. Oh, uh, okay. And they walked into the closet. That's right, because that's when the the rival reporter pops in. Is they open the closet door, and it's supposed to be a jump scare, right? Because they and were it like scoops. Yeah, and it scoops jumps out at them, and then they all go outside, and then they're in the street, and they see something in a window in a business. Like, nukes, nukes. Yes, yeah. <laughs> which it's this this all these scenes are really long and unnecessary, but right. it's kind of funny. It's funny. It's fun. That's yeah, I don't know really what fun. it is. It's just so stupid the way that they're acting. Yeah. So they go into the building and they're like, looking for the Can I monster. tell a quick story here? Like, No. I, w- <laughs> I think the reason I find it so funny, <laughs> and I'm just going to tell you guys a drug story that I have oh, here. shit. Okay. Well. All right. So like back in the day, I used to do some, some acid and shit. Okay. <laughs> and I loved it. I thought it was fun. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I used to smoke and, and do that and shit. And I went over to my buddy's house. Both of our parents were gone. Mm-hmm. And we did acid. And we were like, this is awesome. We can go between our houses and like do whatever we want. You know, like, <laughs> so we go downstairs. We're, we're, we're on acid. We do a bong hit and, um, we both looked at each other at the same moment. And it was like instantaneously, both of us started to trip really hard. Uh huh. But the funny thing is, is when we first took, we took one hit and it was a really big one. <laughs> it was almost <laughs> like the size of four. Uh huh. And like, the the I was like, this is like really good. So, you know, we should take more because more is better. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was a bad idea. Oh my God. So we, we took another one, went down to his house, took the bong hit, stared at each other in the eyes and instantaneously it was like we got the wave. Uh-huh. If you guys know what I'm talking about by the wave, the wave came and washed over us. And all of a sudden we were both laying on the floor mm-hmm. and we don't know why. <laughs> And we were like trying to speak to each other (laughs) and we were coming in and out. And then I stood up and I looked at his head. I could not see anything but his head. (laughs) Everything else was a fucking blur. Uh And I was like, whoa. And we started losing our minds upstairs simultaneously. And this is why I'm bringing this up. We had Lords of Acid playing on the upstairs uh, thing. 
Oh, the music? Yeah. The uh-huh. the fucking, darling, come here. Right. Fuck me up the rear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we got that playing upstairs. And if you've listened to Lords of Acid, that album's kind of like fast paced and like techno mm-hmm. music, like LA techno. Mm-hmm. And like, we were scared. <laughs> really scared and the way we walked up the stairs is exactly how these people were walking around in this movie oh that's funny and i remember like going up to the top of the stairs and going i don't know it's kind of loud like like the the music was going to hurt us Uh like like we were so scared so we started chucking pillows at it till oh my god till it stopped long enough that we could like go run over and hit stop (laughs) that's funny i've never heard that story from you Well, I might as well finish it now so I don't have to tell it again. But we were really fucked up and we thought, okay, well, maybe we'll take um, maybe we'll take uh, and play some Pink Floyd. Calm down, because obviously the opposite of Pink Floyd is Lords of Acid. Uh So (laughs) so we put on Pink Floyd and holy shit, that just made it more heightened. I bet we were really, really fucked up at that point in time. And then I started coming in and out of like crazy so, like, I would have five minutes or a minute. How, who knows what time is at that point in time when you're that fucked up. Mm-hmm. But I would have, like, a moment where I would be cognizant and then another moment where I'd be panicking. And it would come in these waves. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I was going crazy. Right. And I went downstairs and I was like, okay, well, I'm never coming back from this. I got to write something down in case I go further and deeper into this hole. So Eric and I both had this idea to fucking write this shit down. Like, and I was like, what do we write, man? Like, we got to, this is our last word to the world, man. And he's like, I know. I was like, ah, I was like, I still have the paper too. I was like, oh my God, Eric and I are losing our minds. I was like, we're playing a game of pool to see if there's still some reality left. There is no need to trip past this. (laughs) (laughs) I still have the paper, dude. I swear to God. I still have it. It was scrawled on a piece of paper that we found in the dumpster or some shit that we could because you know when you're looking for stuff in this fucked up state you don't even know how eric was like trying to walk across the fucking street and i was like eric we got to run across the street like so we don't get hit you know because we lived across a major road right and he was like they'll move (laughs) oh Oh my god and i was like dude you're gonna fucking die like what are you doing (laughs) so then he finally makes it across and he comes into my house and we can't smoke inside my house right but he's bringing cigarettes in my house and i'm like dude i'm gonna get in fucking trouble they're gonna get mad that they were i was smoking in the house when they were gone Mm -hmm. and he was like oh and so he'd go back out and then as soon as he'd go out there he'd be like Oh, I got to go inside and then come in with the cigarette again. He did this like 10 times. And then I was like, Eric, you got to stop coming in, man. I'll come out with you. He puked on the floor in front of me. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) We were fucked up. I remember at one point I called my girlfriend and I was like, oh, my God. I don't know what's happened. You got to call the cops, man. You got to fucking call the cops. You got to call the cops. And she'd be like, Alex, are you okay? And I'd be like, yeah, what's up? I'm good. What do you mean? Like, I'd forgotten everything I just said. That's weird. Anyway, sorry. That's weird. But them walking around. Yeah, yeah long story, but you got a little treat there, a little Alex nugget for you guys who listen, you know? <laughs> that no. was nice. I've never heard that. You really never heard that I've story? Never That's one of my. told me that story. I've had a lot. I have a lot of trip stories. You have stories. a lot of stories. <laughs> yeah. I've had a lot of experiences that I've. 
probably, I don't know. Yeah. Some mm-hmm. scary tripping experiences, mm-hmm. but that one was one of the, one of the big ones that kind of like made me slow my roll mm-hmm. on doing that shit because I, that was like one of my first bad trips. Oh, wow. So I was like, okay, maybe I've been doing this too much. <laughs> Got to slow him down, man. Get some fucking orange slices and get into the chill tent, man. <laughs> fucking chill over here, bro. <laughs> anyway, so in the movie. <laughs> sorry. So they're searching business to business. They run in to finally open up a, a fucking closet, but it's not a closet. And it's an army guy. And he's like, what are you doing in here? That was dumb. <laughs> and then they 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 one of the the army guys they're like talking to the general again and he's like we gotta destroy it we gotta destroy it and he's like sir we figured out the movements of the of the of the creature and it's doing circular passion patterns at every fourth every nine hours or some shit like that and we figured out where it's gonna be right next he's like in five minutes it's gonna be at the elementary school and they're like oh, the professor oh the kid paul walker paul walker's paul gonna walker's gonna die who knew that it wasn't a monster in a closet but a car <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> that's terrible i'm sorry that's definitely oh, that not was, too soon that was it's just tasteless that was pretty tasteless oh jesus <laughs> it's pretty bad uh anyway but it grabs paul walker the monster of course when they finally get there i have a question okay what why is he at the school all by himself? He's like, studying. There's like nobody there. Because what? smart kids don't need kids to be there to fucking learn. They like to learn. What? <laughs> what? He's, didn't you see he was working on his project, which was like a, a sound resonator, which it would which, like. Which will come in later. It would boost the sounds of something so that it could. Kill like, the monster. It could vibrate it apart yeah. or something like that. I don't yeah. know. what. Anyway, they try shooting it. And nobody's doing a goddamn thing while the monster's like fucking dragging the kid into the closet almost. That was a funny uh, scene too because it was like the monster grabbed the kid and then Clark Kent or whatever the fuck his name is like um, grabbed the kid. And so it was like literally that was cool how they shot that because it was like the monster, the kid. And I'm like, how did they make it so it wasn't hurting poor Paul Walker? I was thinking that too. Like, why isn't that choking the shit out of this kid right now? But he breaks off a nail from the monster, which the monster doesn't even realize, and then cuts the shirt with it. Like, that seems so unnecessary in this movie. Out of control. Like, couldn't they just yanked him free from it? They had to use the nail? Yeah, well, because this is the nail was the second nail. Yeah, it's the the second nail. He found one elsewhere. Right. And then this one. So he didn't need two. He only needed one. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying it's even more unnecessary. It's unnecessary. Anyway, meanwhile, they run away from the monster. They get away. Paul Walker and him and everybody as tanks show up and aim at it. And the general is, of course, trying to blow it up while Pennyworth is trying to tell him about the frog story again. And he's like, will you shut up about the goddamn frogs? The goddamn frog again. (laughs) And then he's like, he breaks out the xylophone and runs towards the creature before they start shooting it because he's like, and the preacher's even like, oh, it's one of God's creatures, you know? Like, even if it's a creature, a monster that's killing, it's one of God's creatures. And he runs up and he's like, God damn it. Doctor, get back here. And he starts playing the ding doom ding doom doom. Ding doom ding doom doom. And like over and over and they 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 show the monster and the and this and the doctor getting closer and closer and he's getting excited because he's and like the monster looks calm so right he's excited because they're like communicating with each other and one thing that you don't really need to explain is every time when he plays this the monster lets his tongue out 
mm-hmm. and it and it does the <laughs> noise, whatever. It does this noise, and every time it, the tongue comes out and and snaps. Mm-hmm. So when he gets too close, out of his own curiosity, it comes out and accidentally kills him. Maybe so maybe the monster wasn't even trying to kill him. Oh, it was just an accident. Right, but then he was Boy. like, "Well, it tastes good, so let's kill him and yeah, throw him I'm over hungry, here." I'm hungry, bitch. I'm hungry. I haven't had a I haven't had a human being in like two days. God damn it! <laughs> they they finally start just lighting up the motherfucker, and which you know, just a lot of background explosions, like most movies do with explosions. Right, unnecessary where, Michael Bay shit. Well, it's not even that. It's just it doesn't even look like the fires are ever near it, <laughs> right. and they're doing it for safety, of course. But it's right. just like it looks so ridiculous. Yeah, like like over the top. Yeah, like you wouldn't see shrapnel from something hitting <laughs> right. it or something or like dust or anything. And it's just walking. Yeah. They're just shooting, and it's just like, oh, I'm going to get you. I'm going to take you to the closet. Somehow, I don't remember what happens, but the monster goes away, I guess. He's just pissed off from being bothered. Mm-hmm. And they go over to help Dr. Pennyworth, who you think is dead, but they're asking him. Uh, uh, Scoops is like, did you understand the monster? What did he say? And, and he <laughs> leans up really slowly, and he's like, no. <laughs> In his dying state, which is really funny to me. And then he's like, we must destroy all. And then he's like, I see frogs. <laughs> frogs. What are these frogs? Everywhere is frogs. That was funny. It's stupid. But, you know, they don't find out what he needs. Everybody needs to destroy, which we find out later mm-hmm. that he meant to say destroy all of the closets, closets. to kill it. And <sighs> somebody, the woman, comes up with the idea that we must destroy all its energy. Right. To kill it. Which is the closets, because that's how it... Well, she was right, but she was saying she thought that they would destroy it with electricity. Right. So they tried killing it with electricity by setting up a trap and playing the the xylophone notes and, like, luring Luring it into the house. And then it just breaks the fucking trap and then steals Richard Mm -hmm. because his glasses come off. And it falls in love with the beauty of him. The beauty of him without his glasses on. Yeah. And it starts wandering the streets instead of finding a closet. It wanders the streets for a long time with him in his arms. And then try. there was a funny scene where he was trying to get into a closet because the, at this time, the whole world knows that... Destroy he, all the closets. Yeah, destroy all the closets because electricity <laughs> didn't work. And there was this cool montage of like rich people setting their, their clothes on fire. <laughs> And then it was ridiculous. Like an old woman with a fucking old <laughs> fucking torch. <laughs> like, yeah. What the fuck were those things called? Like, uh, I don't know. It was one of those pump starters. ones. Yeah. yeah. Like you just she's like using a blowtorch or something. That was it was so funny because, you know, if some no one would do that one, especially now, if people can't even wear a fucking mask. Well, then like, they had that other one where the, the scene where there was like 15 people just destroying the walls. <laughs> Yeah, they were like destroying the walls around it, and you see the set in the background, <laughs> the and it was almost like they down. intentionally did it to to have it in it. Uh-huh. So. And you see the people like like beyond the wall, and they're just like do do do, like doing yeah, their like jobs. just hanging out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was stupid. It was funny. Then eventually, they're like, "Oh my god, there's one closet left. It's at the An- An America 
Am America building or something. Trans Am building in San Francisco. Yeah, and like someone forgot to destroy that closet, but it can't get in because it's trying it's to carry... It's small. It's like a janitor's closet. <laughs> it's trying to carry Richard in, and it's like trying to fit him in, but it can't figure out how to do it because it's so stupid. So it walks out into the middle of the street and just dies and falls on Richard, pretty much. Of course, Richard's still alive, and everyone gathers around him, and they're like, It was the closet! The closet! He couldn't get in the closet that killed him! And, he, and the preacher's like, No! Twas beauty that killed Beast! <laughs> the end. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. It was so stupid. It is funny, but though. it was fun. Yeah, I like that. I thought yeah. it was a fun little little thing. Yeah. I mean, fun. it was fun to talk about it, too. So I mean, Yeah, it was. And even was. shitty movies sometimes are fun to talk about. Right. But yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? I would love to hear what you guys think about this movie since you've obviously listened this far uh or maybe you just didn't care and you felt like listening to us talk about it anyway so uh we do have another movie that we're going to talk about and christina did the work on that and that is cameron's closet from 1988 a father who experiments with his son's psychokinetic powers is unaware that these experiments release a demon from hell which lives in his son's closet nice (laughs) preparing to take over the young boy's soul tagline for this movie is delicious soul it's not that <laughs> but the tagline for this movie is don't ever open the door okay Durr. Um, don't ever open the door cameron's closet was directed by armin mastroianni it's pretty close yeah okay best known for the clairvoyant from 1982 i saw that yeah yeah tales from the dark side episodes ton of tv movies from the 90s he also did a bunch of dark shadows episodes from the 90s really and a bunch a bunch of friday the 13th the series hmm. oh, okay which i really want to watch that again mm-hmm. they're really bad a lot of them but some of them are it's interesting i thought it was interesting too he also did a bunch of episodes war of the world tv series oh they've done I plenty I didn't even know there was a TV series in the night. But anyway, and this movie was written by Gary Brandner, who also did The Howling and like The Howling 2, much other stuff, which I thought is why you picked this movie. No, but I did. (laughs) Yeah, that's interesting to know. Right. This movie stars Cotter Smith, who plays Sam. He was in Mindhunter, the TV series on Netflix. Mm -hmm. You Don't Know Jack, 2010, and X-Men 2, X-Men United. Mm-hmm. X2, X-Men United, whatever that was called. Also starring Mel Harris, who plays Nora. She was mostly known for her character in 30-something. And more recently, she was in the Shut Eye series on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott Curtis, who plays Cameron, the kid, looks like he stopped acting in about uh, 1990. But he was in Summer Camp Nightmare and that Santa Barbara series. Okay. Chuck McCann... Who plays Ben. He was also in that Santa Barbara series. Mm -hmm. He was also the voice of Duckworth in DuckTales, a (laughs) woohoo. And he he actually did a ton of voices for that whole genre, like Animaniacs and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was also in Dracula, Dead and Loving It. Right, which we were almost going to pair with old Dracula. Yeah, we were. Um, this camera's closet had a budget of seven million dollars. Wow! Which I was well, there's a lot of really big talent in this movie, mm-hmm. and I also wanted to mention I also did a little extra work. Some of the music in this movie is done by Harry Manfredini, who did Who's Friday that? the Thirteenth music. Oh. 
He's done a lot of other stuff, but he's mostly known for that in particular. And he's done a lot in the franchise for Friday the 13th. Oh. He also did the music in the video game that they, you know, of iteration of Friday the 13th and stuff. So so that's like his life. It's a big part. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's done a lot of other stuff, but I'm just saying. Right, right. And anybody that knows Friday the 13th will know who he is. Mm-hmm. Also, the special effects in this movie was done by Carlo Rimbaldi, who got awards like oscar awards for et and alien mm-hmm. like in et he did the design of the creature and stuff like that he also did the mechanical mouth thing for the alien and mm-hmm. alien oh he also did king kong close encounters of the third kind link there's the link between the two movies oh. a bay of blood Neverending story silver bullet dune deep red or profunda rosa Conan the Barbarian and so much more. So like he was really talented. Other than that, I I know that the movie came out January 13th, 1989. Mm -hmm. So just on the cusp of 88. I was just saying what IMDb told me. Right. (laughs) But Alex, was this your first time seeing this? No, no. I've seen this plenty of times. I remember it more fondly now than I did before, though. Mm -hmm. Like this movie is much darker than it and it kind of feels on the exterior. Mm -hmm. Like it's the typical sort of classic movie making with like a sort of edgy dark kind of frightening for children kind of movie tucked in there Uh huh. because it feels like it plays like a movie that would be for kids but then they have these moments that are like really kind of fucked up that would be shocking for a child yeah um i think partially that is the music that is in this movie which is kind of a bad thing surprisingly Granted, I don't, you know, while the music is not bad, it just didn't feel right for this movie. Mm -hmm. Like, it has that sort of poltergeist sort of-esque feel to it a little bit. Yeah. But it doesn't really, I don't know. I don't know what to to think. And it's not, obviously, Manfredini is good at what he does, but maybe he didn't really, maybe it more is about the direction of this Mm -hmm. movie and how they directed it, stylized it, things like that. Um, it does have, you know, full on monsters and makeup and, you know, Rambaldi did an amazing job in here, I think, for the most part. Um, although they didn't have as big a budget as E.T., so obviously it's not going to look as good as that. Um, but they did a really good job with it. There's, you know, this is obviously about a kid with psychic powers who's studied by his father and friend and in doing so realizes he has the power to sort of will a demon into existence or rather into his closet for this example. So, you know, you would think that maybe you should try to stop the research, but it was already too late. And also maybe you shouldn't let your kids play with fucking demon totems. I don't know. Something (laughs) something about that that might just be a, you know, common sense thought. (laughs) especially kids that are fucking psychic. Uh, Anyway, while this movie isn't, you know, super engaging, it does have a lot to offer on the what the fuck factor. It's not necessarily an S big movie, but it has some sort of a little bit schlocky moments in the creature effects and stuff like that. It's kind of like a a weird, odd tonal mix. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Mm -hmm. Like tonally how it plays and how these moments like strike in the movie are just kind of at odds with one another. It's kind of weird way to describe it, but that's the best way I can. Um, It's not scary at all, although I think it would be pretty frightening for children. Makes sense. If they were to see this, because the demon itself is pretty fucking terrifying with its stretched face skin and weird Uh looking mouth. I don't know. It's odd 
at times you get like a lot of dream segments, which are always yay <laughs> for a fucking uh, horror movie. Uh-huh. Well, it was all a dream, you know, but right. like, you know, while this real thing is going on. So it's like, do you really need these visions in the movie? Like they're kind of annoying. Right. I mean, they add to some of the style and everything, but it does kind of get distracting and, and it really slows down the pace of the film, I feel. Right. Even because the, their, their main plot in this movie is that there's a bunch of people who have psychic powers and they're connecting in some way. So they're kind of trying to piece these two people together throughout the whole movie and the kid and this other person. The cop. Yeah. Which is stupid. Um, I don't want to spoil it for you, but, you know, whatever. Once you see it, you're right. for, you know, it's not exactly a memorable film, mm-hmm. but... Still, it, it, for an old, almost forgotten movie, it's not that bad to pop on once in a while. And there were some pretty cool scenes that I really did forget about that I actually enjoyed more this time than the last time I watched it. Mm-hmm. Because I remembered it last time. I was like, oh, this is kind of forgettable. But then back then I was being a little bit more picky. Right. They all needed to be nines. They all needed to be tens. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I picked this up at a, for a dollar. Mm-hmm. One time and just forgot about it. And then I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we got a Zia. Yeah. That's right. Because I remember you like freaking out about it. Yeah. And there were some pretty cool scenes. But, you know, I'd say it's 5.5, maybe a six uh, overall. Mm-hmm. If it's a six, it's a 5.5 between the two of us or a 5.25 between the two of us. So somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. It's over average because there is some really cool special effects in it. And if you are an 80s fan and you haven't seen this movie, you really should watch it, I think, and make a judgment for yourself and see where it lands for you. It could be better for you than than you think, but it's not a great movie. It's not going to move mountains, but I think it's worth a watch. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad I own it too. So I'm glad we have it because I don't know if that movie will ever get a Blu-ray. Right. Like who knows if we'll ever carry that into the future. And I may have one of the remaining copies that you can get or some crazy shit. You can rent it on Prime right now for $2.99. And I think there might actually be a YouTube video for it. But as far as the DVD goes, looks like you can buy them used for about 20 bucks right now. There is an anniversary edition of the book, apparently, because they have a paperback of it. I have no idea that that was actually a book. So I guess this was based off the book. And they made a movie about it. I've never read it. Um, it's a book by Gary Brandner, of course, who had written a lot of the Howling books, too. So that sort of makes sense. Makes sense. But yeah. So have you guys seen this movie? I would love to hear what you think about it. If you have, if not, um, you can always try to find it and rent it online. There is a terrible quality copy online. I would not recommend watching that version. It's like somebody shot it from their couch. <laughs> it's terrible. Nice. On YouTube, I mean. So if you're interested, just do the $2.99 and watch it that way because you'll hate your life if you haven't. But yeah, we do have no trivia for this movie, of course, because there wasn't any. Most of the stuff I found was just digging into who worked on the movie and stuff like that. But we will be talking about the movie. So if you want to stick around for that, if not, there's timestamps down below. You can hear what we might be doing next week and uh, what we got in store for you guys. So you can follow the timestamps down below. But uh, here's your warning. All right. So we got our scenes. Do we? <laughs> I guess, yeah. Are you still there with me? You still there, drunky? Was there a lot of good scenes in this movie? What did you say? There was a lot of scenes in this movie, actually. A lot of uh, special effects. I mean, the story is kind of bland, but mm-hmm. doesn't mean that the, there isn't good bits in here. Yeah, it did start off pretty pretty good with the dad. The dad is with the son. 
Right, he's got. They're they're studying him because he's got psychic powers, which is kind of exploitative of your father to do of your son. Mm -hmm. That's okay though; it happens. But he pays the price by getting his head chopped off anyway, so it don't really fucking matter. Doesn't he fall on a machete? Right, which J, which Cameron somehow you think it's Cameron because they try to make you feel like it's Cameron doing all this stuff, this telekinetic shit. Right, but it's really the demon working through Cameron, the demon in this statue. Right. So he's like scolding Cameron, too, about playing with the fucking demon toad. I'm like, go break it. Go bury it in the fucking backyard. Yeah. Whatever you got to do, dude, because he keeps hearing roars coming from yeah. upstairs. And if I was studying a kid that made visions of demons appear in front of me because they show this at one point in time, mm-hmm. I would start to worry that, yeah, he brought a demon into existence. Right. Like, you, it's already too late. So the dad calls his buddy who's researching him and they show like this montage of how they study him, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of reverse camera photography in it, which was kind of, you know, oh, whatever. It works. Uh-huh. They did a really cool thing on the table where they had the um, magnets spell out. Hello, Ben. Uh-huh. To his father's friend. Remember that? Right. That was kind of cool. I don't know how they did that. That actually looked really complex. Mm-hmm. So they might have had some thing on the. Or stop animation or something. No, I think it was yeah. all straight right Magnets. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty interesting how they did. I would love to have seen some sort of behind the scenes on it in the DVD, but no, we don't get it. Anyway, this is where his dad gets his head chopped off, which was pretty fucking gory. Uh, a lot of blood. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's it's not a it's not like a great looking death, but it's cool that it was in it. Yeah, yeah, especially straight off the bat. Right. Yeah. Because <clears throat> he's like and looking up in the attic, he hears something up in the attic, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna find that demon," you know. And he goes up there and then falls on the machete, and his head squirting blood. It doesn't even look like you could see it cutting it. It's almost like the dummy laid the, on it. Yeah, the fake head just was like. <laughs> <laughs> it really did, but I thought it was cool. Either way. Then you get thrown into a cop who's on his job and he's having daydreams with his buddy who... They were, like, chasing a guy. So he's like, oh, cool, I'm going to go get this guy. And he starts running after the guy and he shoots him in, in the head. And then he wakes up from a fucking dream. Right. Like, this, it was so stupid. This happens quite a bit. Yeah. And regardless of him seeing this vision, all he tells anybody is that he fell asleep on the job. Yeah. And so the chief of police... Tells him that he needs to see a therapist because he fell asleep on the on job. On job. On a, like, not even a stakeout. Like, they were after this guy and he just but fell the, asleep. But still seems a little extreme, right? Oh, you're having sleeping problems? Well, you're probably fucking crazy. Right. And like, I, nah, dog. Right. And I'm going to resist my urge to make cop jokes. Just yeah, so you guys know. I've I, warned I, her. I'm very... I'm holding back and it's very hard. I've warned her. It's very hard. I was like, you've been saying it every time. There's a ton of cop jokes I can make and I'm not gonna, not gonna do it. Anyway, I just thought it was a bit extreme that they're like making him fucking do all that. But he goes to the therapist and he shows up and runs into a cop and there's this funny little exchange that happens when he says he runs into this guy and the guy's like, oh, yeah, I've been hearing voices in my head. And the voices have been telling me to like fucking, you know, I don't know what the fuck they like. It's like I keep hearing these voices it's like, what do you got going on in your head? And he's like, oh, I'm just here to see a friend. And the guy's like, oh, shit. Like, I just told you everything thinking you were a patient. Right. <laughs> like, we were cool. Like, you understood. <laughs> yeah, I but know. But no, like, you got to make me think I'm fucking crazy. I thought it was funny. Yeah, it was funny, but it's still, 
It's like this, these stereotypes, but I mean, it was 1988. Meanwhile, Cameron is at his mom's house with her hunky shirtless boyfriend who thinks talking shit to a fucking eight-year-old or six-year-old <laughs> is probably the best idea, telling him it's his house and he better listen up. He's all shaking him like a goddamn fucking dog. <laughs> like, real good guy, you know? Like, he's a super good... Like, who yeah. does that? Well, I, that was a theme, though, right? In really the 80s. Was. like Yeah, I was going to say that with the step-parent. Where they would, like, try to scare the fucking shit out of him because they didn't want to hear any shit from the right. kid. Right. So the kids wouldn't say anything to mom. But I would think nowadays, like, kids would just tell their mom. Yeah. Because they know they're smart enough to know that, like... She'll believe me. Yeah, exactly. But no, it was like this in that Amityville. Right. Amityville's we always with the the split parenting. Part two, was it? I don't know. Not part two. Like, I don't know. I don't remember. Wasn't that the one where the dad's like super violent towards the family all the time? Right. But but I'm talking to the the split parent thing. Step parent. Step, yeah. Also, in that scene, the music was funky. It sounded like Disney music to me. That's what I was saying. Like, it just there was moments in this movie that just didn't feel right. Yeah, it, it didn't make any sense. Like, maybe he didn't even, like, make it for that part and they put it in that part kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. But Cameron's getting adjusted to this new house with this new guy because his dad's dead. And, of course, he brought the demon with him to his new closet because, you know, that's how it works, I guess. <laughs> From his old closet to his new one, which his stepdad is pissed because he keeps hearing demon growls and he thinks it's Cameron. <laughs> and he finds him talking to the closet while mom is getting shit-faced drunk on the fucking couch. And Bob, the stepbro, is pissed that he hears Cameron once again after he warns him the first time. Mm-hmm. And he's like, who the fuck are you talking in that closet anyway? And he <laughs> opens it up and he sees the demon who burns out his fucking eyes to ash. Like, that was cool. Like giant cigars get put out on his eyes. Right. And it's like hollowed out his eyes. Like it's pretty fucking cool. And he's thrown 70 feet out a window <laughs> and onto a fucking car. Right. Like he gets yanked. I want to know how they did that scene. Yeah. Like, how did they get him to fly? They must have used wires or something. Or it was a dummy. They just threw. That's so weird. Like a weird dummy. He flew. Mm-hmm. Like, they must have had some really good editing. <laughs> because I don't know, man. That was like 70 feet at least, right? Right. It was far. Then the cops show up and they talk to Cameron's mom and she's all freaked out. Not even really upset about her boyfriend, by the way. More, Yeah, which is good. She was more worried about her kid than her douche-ass boyfriend. And then sleepy time fucking uh, therapist, officer, detective, whatever. Uh, I can't think of his name. The dream problem cop talks to Cameron and they kind of hit it off like he's like real understanding of Cameron and treats him like a normal kid because that's the way you're supposed to treat kids. Right. It's normal. Right. Not like a fucking idiot. Right. <laughs> anyway, it's pretty clear the detective is psychic. Right. And he just doesn't know it yet. Right. Like, it's plainly obvious. Completely. Ever since the dream thing. But they still insist on trying to fucking drag it out to explain it. Like, it's going to be this big, ho- like, <gasps> aha, yeah. the end. Trickety, trickety turn. And it's not. It's no. like, just get it over with. We need to know he's a psychic. And yeah, maybe he has these dreams every once in a while, but they're pissing me off. Mm-hmm. But the def- um he talks to Cameron and he's like, what is it? And he's like, what's in this closet? And he finds um the statue, the demon totem or whatever it is yeah. in the closet. And he just pockets it right in front of the cop, too. Isn't that a removing evidence from yeah. a scene? Isn't that like illegal? It is highly illegal. Yeah, okay, I'm not going to make any cop jokes. <laughs> 
So the therapist shows up too. The same thing because she's the cops bring her to come talk to Cameron. To the kid, because it's procedure. Because you know some cops follow procedure. <laughs> Shut your mouth, Christina. <laughs> <laughs> So while the fucking therapist is talking to the mom after she talks to Cameron, she sees Cameron making a vase like freeze in time. Because it looked like the the vase was going to fall off the table and he was like, oh, shit. So he like stopped it from falling. And I love that she's just like, oh, just psychic. No big deal. Well, <laughs> no big deal that it, the vase is just floating in midair. We're not in the Matrix. No big deal. It just blows it off like no whatever. That, you know? It was funny too because that shot. It obviously like they just paused the tape. It was you know what I mean. Right. Like, yeah. It's not magic. It's not psychic yeah, powers. It's called pause. editing. Yeah. It's called pause. They just hit pause. But Cameron is in therapy and predicts that Sam, the 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 dream cop, will show up and he does. And she's like, he's psychic. Which Sam's like. Ask Cameron about his demon toy destructor, he calls him, I guess. And that what his name is? Yeah, something like that. Destructor. Destructor. He says dad gave it to him, and I'm like, what a fucking hero that guy is. Um Well, I mean he's dead. Yeah, but I mean, like, <laughs> who gives their kid a demon toy? I like, would. That's why I don't so kids. Weird. <laughs> but late at night, Cameron hears the moans of the destructor and he tells him to pack his bags and get the fuck out. <laughs> and Sam will protect him. Big mistake, by the way. The demon pushes him up the wall and turns on the ceiling fan. So this Cameron's like literally being pushed. And it's kind of interesting when you think about how they did the scene Mm -hmm. because they had that room, you know, where it it turns Mm -hmm. so that people can climb the wall like they did in... In Jamiroquai? (laughs) No, in fucking Nightmare on Elm Street was I was thinking. Not Jamiroquai. But yeah, like where they make it like, but it's it's an actual kid actor doing this. Uh-huh. So they had him doing it and him sliding closer and closer up the wall, across the ceiling towards the ceiling fan that's been amped up to fucking cocaine 11. <laughs> Quest- it- Question. Hmm. Can a ceiling fan decapitate you? No, but it would hurt, I would think. It would just like knock you. It would just be like, ow, like somebody threw a ball I don't know if it's, something. you know, I mean, if you think about it, like. If anybody knows anyone who has been killed by a ceiling fan, will you please message me? Thank you. Well, I can just see the commercial now. Our fans blow a burst of so much wind that some are saying it's demonically good. <laughs> So <laughs> his mom busts in and then he falls. I don't know why the power stops all of a sudden because he screams or something. Yeah. And she she busts open the door because she couldn't get the door unlocked. Right. And Sam's partner goes to the house to check it out because after this happens, they have an officer go to the house and check it out. And he looks in the closet and he <gasps> sees the face of, of the fucking douche bro stepdad smiling and it does this weird fucked up smile where it's corners of its mouth look like uh what's that what's that character in the conjuring universe the the jankly man or whatever the one that's really tall the creak that has the smile right do you know what i'm talking about kind of has that smile i just don't but it's all practical effects and it looks really creepy it does all the practical effects in this was awesome yeah, it's really unsettling the way it looks, but he gets taken in the closet and killed, I guess. They visit Ben, who originally helped Cameron's dad study him, and then the same one who warned him that there would be problems so that he needed to stop. Uh-huh. 
And he gives them the tape, the tape that Cameron's dad told him and called him in the very beginning of the movie to tell him to burn the tape so that no one knew about the the research they were doing because he didn't want the the demon to get out. And he thought that that would bring it about and would destroy it or whatever. But he gets the tape and when they leave... Sam sees someone in the bushes and it's it's his partner has been taken by this evil mm-hmm. who was looking in the closet and screamed at, and saw this face and he looks like a werewolf or some sort of vampire or something. Yeah, he looks yeah, he looks weird. He's like, Sam, come here, it's me. He's like, What are you doing out here, <laughs> Do man? Do you want to buy some drugs? <laughs> yeah. Come here, I'll show you. I'll show you what I'm doing. <laughs> it's uh his face like melts off his fucking skull. And scam- Sam's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Then they watch the tape and there's like a lot of really cool stuff in there where like you can see ta- ca- Cameron like um, visualizing the demon's face mm-hmm. in midair, like in front of him, like a projector. Yeah, that was cool. Kind of reminded me of like video, a video game or something too. Right. Yeah. Sure. But then just like that, Cameron's mother slips into the shower with her brother. <laughs> Because they introduce her brother comes over to take care of her when her husband, her stepbro boyfriend died. And he introduced and he slips in. She slinks into the shower and we're like, what What the the fuck? fuck? There's incest in this too. I know. But then we find out, oh, it's not really her. It's It's like we just got out of fucking watching all these fucking Amityville incest movies, which, you know, which is one of the common themes in that fucking movie. Right. those movies in particular <laughs> but it, it turns out that it's not her mm-hmm. it's the demon it of kills course. him and bites his face or something yeah. she like crashed through the shower and- she turns into a demon and then like some weird arm or something grabs yeah. his face or i don't know it was weird but Cameron runs out to get help because she's like, get help, get help. His mom wakes up from the crash mm-hmm. and he's picked up by Ben, the guy who was studying him years ago. Mm-hmm. Sam is like getting visions of that same hallway where he keeps dreaming about, you know, that goes a little bit further each time. And he sees Cameron like looking at the wall in this hallway mm-hmm. <laughs> and he turns to Sam. And the demon's trying to like choke him out because <laughs> the the Cameron demon. Uh-huh. It just looks silly. It looks silly. Around here is where, honestly, I started getting really bored. Well, this is where they talk about the, the therapist is like in the dream mm-hmm. and it's like over the shoulder of the demon Cameron that's trying to choke him. And he's like, you got to kill him, Sam. You got to kill the demon. Cameron's a demon. You got to kill the demon. So mm-hmm. essentially what has happened is, is that the only way that the demon can come through to existence and the reality is if a child is born in the lair of the demon, which happens to be the closet or his room. Uh huh. So it's like there's this whole narrative about how Sam is going to kill the fucking child with a knife or something right. like that. But next you see Sam go to the kid's house and try to stab Cameron, but it's another dream. Of course, because we don't need another dream in this <laughs> to throw us off. And that's when I was just like done. I was like, I'm done. This is stupid. Sorry. Ben, Ben, meanwhile, is teaching Cameron to fight the demon by meditating and all this other shit. And he gets him to like get into the subconscious state to try to to meditate. And he's like, Cameron, the demon's going to try to trick you. You need to to focus your energy and your power to defeat it. And him and the fucking Ben guy start meditating and then Ben's face starts bubbling up. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And like 
it like boils up and roasts him till he falls out of the room, out of the room and in off of the balcony. And he's all shaking and frothing and shit, which was kind of funny. Uh, and then the therapist and Sam show up to the house and Cameron is in some deep trance mm-hmm. and Sam gets trapped. He goes looking in the closet to try to fight this demon thing. The cop guy. In the closet world, whatever it is. <laughs> the closet dimension. Where Cher sings all the time. <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't you believe Do you in believe love? Do you believe in love? Sorry, guys. <laughs> if I could turn back time. Anyway... <laughs> I'm such a stupid idiot. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sam chases after <clears throat> Cameron because meditation wise, Cameron is in the closet to defeat the monster, to mm-hmm. defeat the demon. So he's astrally projecting himself into the demon world while Sam is walking physically or something into the demon world, too, because I don't know, because why not? I, yeah, I got lost. Cameron thinks that it's his father. As he's reaching for his his dad, like the demons convinced him that the demon is is his dad. So Cameron thinks his dad's alive. Mm-hmm. And then Sam yanks him away and the little kid turns into a werewolf all of a sudden. His yeah, cop British. buddy again, <laughs> who was like, I'm like, what? And they have this weird fight scene where they're like flying around the fucking cave in this demon hive or whatever the fuck they're in. Uh-huh. And Sam is like fighting it through the air, which is really weird. Uh, it's like something out of fucking Big Trouble in Little China or some shit. I don't know. But you finally get to see the demon's final form, which kind of looks like a tall, skinny, weird, smashed faced bat. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a triangle. Yeah, I don't know. It looks like a triangle, like with the yeah. the, the, the wide shoulders, but it's like bat wings, and then it goes down to a like tail that's like a yeah. like a scorpion's tail, but like not. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It weird. Cameron, of course, is holding the statue, and the therapist is telling him to send the demon back. Send him back, Cameron. And the walls start collapsing, and you think it's over because mm-hmm. they like crush the creature, the demon. But then, bam, pops out at Sam as he's trying to leave. And it's got its, like, weird, red, beady, little glowing eyes and snake-like tail. But, like, Cameron comes up in front of him and he's like, you need to stay away from Sam. Because the whole movie, Sam's, he's talking about how Sam's going to protect him. And then he steps up to the plate and he's a hero. Do you believe in... Anyway, <laughs> I love how we turn this movie into a share. I was because I was being making bad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. They only play Cher and Madonna in the closet world, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I'm not making fun of anybody. It's funny. <laughs> that was like the thing back in the 90s. But uh, anyway, so Cameron appears in front of a. Uh, the, the creature to protect Sam. He's holding his hands up. He's like, I brought you here and I'll send you back. I'm like, isn't that what parents say to their kids and they're acting up? Yeah. I put you into this world. I brought I'll, you into this world. I'll take you out. Yeah. It's like, like, Jesus, what are you going to bury me out back? Yeah. Girl? Like, calm the fuck down. <laughs> but that's the end of the movie. He saves him and it's like, oh, happy day. Yay. 
now we can go be have our psychic powers in the closet together forever. Yeah. Now we can play mind checkers or whatever the fuck, <laughs> fuck you do after you defeat the demon. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and that's when Cameron summoned a whole new demon to have new adventures with his buddy Mind Cop. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, that was, uh, I, I still like, you know, there's some cool things like we make fun of it and stuff. Um, but it's still got some cool shit in it. Like to me, that's more unique. It's more valuable uh-huh. that it has those little weird things in it, whether they executed it well or not, that you don't even really get to see in most movies. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when's the last time you saw a new movie that had something like that in it? Not the dream sequences. We could go without that shit. <laughs> right. I'm talking about the fucking. Well, off the just, top of my just head. Just creatures coming out of the wall and shit like that. Right. And then, like in the closet. You don't see stuff like that anymore. Right. You know, like we do see it sort of in like conjuring and shit like that, but it just doesn't. But it's scary. Like it's beyond scary. Like, what do you mean? It's not like the this, conjuring? This, is more ki- this is more kid appropriate than like the conjuring. You think? And The Conjuring is is based off of true stories. Uh, I don't know how well, but... Well, I know, but still, I mean, that that brings another element of weirdness and scary. Well, I, always, I always think about, like, Insidious. Like, I liked that movie, the first oh, yeah, movie. yeah, I really liked that movie, and I thought right. it was, like, really cool how they did it. But in the second one, it just feels like ghosts are standing around and shit. Yeah. And it doesn't really... It's not... I don't know how to explain it. It just doesn't feel like it's a ghost. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Like it needed something more to make it feel like a ghost instead of it just some lady to, standing in the room? Or... Right. It needed to try to possess. It, it It had nothing to do. Like they weren't doing anything. Like the best thing about the second one was Insidious 2. Second one is where the she has the woman return who helped him in the beginning who died. But it's the two investigators. Yes. They come to help right. again, even though she she's died. dead. Yeah. 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 Anyway, sorry. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Anyway, I don't know why we were talking about that. I'm just trying to explain it. That you—that's the closest thing we've gotten, and it's not even that much better. Right? Do you know what I mean? Like, I just like I feel like we're missing out on that. Like lore. It's a little bit more subtle these days, isn't it? Yeah. It's not as like in your face. Right. Like jump scares. Yeah. Like, well, no, not just jump scares. Just paint it however you want. But it just seems more subtle these days. Like they're going for more of the dramatic role in this era. Um, like we're getting a lot more serious, like drama, horror kind of feeling. And some people are not really down for that. Right. And I kind of miss like all out over the top creature effects. Like if it's practical, I can always appreciate it more. Right. Than I can the CGI. And I miss that. Right. So take it for what you will, guys. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Let us know what you think of these movies. I would love to hear what you thoughts about them. What are we going to do for next week? Do you have any idea? Oh, wait, you do. It's my birthday. Yes. It's my birthday. So we're going to be doing everything that she wants. We're going to do some exploitation. So what are we going to do for drinks? And like, what else are we going to do? Oh, just you wait. Just you wait. We're going to do lots of things. There's some holes in this house. There's some holes in this house. What else? (laughs) Um, yeah, no. So what are we going to watch, Christina? We are going to do some exploitation. We are going to do whatever happened to baby Jane because I haven't seen it in forever. And then we are also going to do Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte. Charlotte. And why are we doing that one? That's because that is technically the sequel. Ah, okay. Just explaining to them so they know what these are. Right. Why did you pick these movies? 
because I have been absolutely obsessed with Betty Davis and Joan Crawford for right. a few years now, and I've I've been researching them. But the the feud show had a little bit to do with it, even though I never finished that series. So you're gonna have a lot of information for us. I next am going week. to have I have two documentaries I'm watching, and then also I also wanted to do it because. Olivia de Havilland. I know I'm saying that wrong. She just passed away. She was in Gone with the Wind. Mm -hmm. She just passed away. She was 104 years old. And she is mostly known for Gone with the Wind, but also she's done a lot for women in the acting community along with Betty Davis. Like okay. they really forged women's Well, we'll talk about more. Don't yeah, go anyway, too much into it. Going, just She's gushing here. Like, so, oh. okay, so next week you do all the trivia and I'll just do all the fucking who's in it and you can kind of fill me in because I don't want to touch the trivia if you know all this shit. Okay, well, I know some stuff. I'll try. I'll try. Well, no, no, no. I mean it. Like, okay. if you're really into it, you should do I the am. trivia. I will. I will. Not, it's, I mean, Ooh. I do it all the time. And we're going to get all gossipy and Maybe stuff, give cause... me a break once in a while, Christina. <laughs> Shut up. And there's so much juicy gossip between Betty Davis and Joan Crawford, especially for whatever happened to Baby Jane. Oh, whoops. Okay. Now, do you consider these horror? Yes. Why do you consider these horror? Because they actually were made uh, because of like Psycho coming out and they were trying to ride that Alfred Hitchcock wave. Right. Now, I may have seen uh, the the Baby Jane one, mm -hmm. but I don't think I've seen the other one for sure. Right. I Honestly, I haven't either. So I'm excited. So, yeah, we're going to be taking it back to the 1960s. 60s early 60s yeah so and they're black and white yeah movies. because it was cheaper back mm -hmm. then they still had color but they a lot of places were still choosing whether they wanted to do it or not right kind of like how they would do vhs over dvd exactly so uh that's a if good it, point that's a good point it is it's very much what they were doing they just to save money right. you know what i mean that's why a lot of people shoot on digital now because well there's multiple reasons but right. one it's cheaper and two you can keep multiple different copies of it so you don't it doesn't have to be stored in some like perfect location like film right well this week thank you guys so much for coming by we'll see you next week for christina's birthday exploitation bring gifts send me cookies she likes goth material for the house <laughs> halloween decor <laughs> but anyway guys uh, thank you so much for coming by let us know what you think of these movies down in the comment section down below if you've seen them if you've not seen them if you like them if you didn't like them if you were interested did we interest you in seeing them uh, do you even listen to what I'm saying does anybody listen to the end of this fucking is episode is there anyone out there yeah where is there anyone Bloody here <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna, we haven't done this in a while so I'm going to see who is listening to the end and I'm going to say ice pick is the secret word for this episode. I don't know why, <laughs> but no one's going to say ice pick for no reason. All right. So we'll Mr. see if anybody ice listens. Pick. Anyway, guys, thank you for coming by. And as always, bottle is the void. So...